This is the JPEG Podcast with your host, Jared Thiessen. That's right, it's the JPEG Podcast. I'm Jared Thiessen. Thank you for joining me today, this afternoon, this morning, wherever it is, whatever it is, wherever you are. Well, I appreciate you joining me. Um, I stopped taking notes on this game. It was game two between the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars. Calgary led the series coming into the game 1-0. And uh, I stopped taking notes on this game uh, early in the first period because that's about when Calgary stopped putting in any kind of effort. So I figured we'll match energy a little bit here. But uh, yeah, it was a struggle. It was it was really tough, tight-checking game. Um, for most of it, Dallas gets one bounce. Uh, Joe Pavelski tipped the puck from about five feet out from the net over uh, the Calgary Flames goaltender Jacob Markstrom's shoulder, and that was about how it sat for the next um, uh, right up until about the 59th minute. Uh, Michael Roffel then adds an empty netter. It becomes a two nothing game, and Dallas takes game two. To nothing. It was, uh, yeah, not exactly a uh, right home about it game for the Flames, and I'm pretty sure they'll be looking for a better effort once the uh, series shifts to Dallas. Now, to their credit, Tyler Toffoli, uh, speaking to the media last night, was saying that um, they were planning to win two games in Dallas anyway, but after last night, I, I don't know how this team should be feeling. The So Jake Ottinger, the Dallas Stars netminder, stopped 29 shots on his way to a shutout win. Shots were 29-23 in Calgary's favor. But Calgary 0-3 on the power play, Dallas 0-2. And once again, not enough effort on the power play, they kind of let the puck get away from them. This this stat really, really shows where it all got away from them. 21-8, to eight, Calgary leading in giveaways. Dallas 20-5, leading in takeaways. It's when you're not hanging on to the puck, obviously you are not going to be scoring goals and getting good chances. Penalty minutes in this game were not even. Dallas actually taking two more penalty minutes than Calgary tonight, 14 to 12. But in all all seriousness, this Flames team, they looked like they didn't want to be there. It didn't they looked like a team that felt like they had better things they could be doing. Honestly, and you're not going to win playoff games like that especially not against a team that really they just kind of sit back and push you away most of the game. If you're not going to attack that, then then you're you're not going to get shots, you're not going to score goals, you're not going to do anything. And that is pretty much how it looked all night for the Flames last night. A little bit of urgency comes back in the third period, but Overall, just a struggle for the team to actually put in effort. It just looked like they didn't want to be there and they would rather be out, I don't know, doing something else. And if you want to win playoff games, 
you will never do it by playing like that. It's it's sad but true. I I said last night as I was tweeting during the game that um, this Calgary team looks like the team of 2019, where in a game where they were leading, they were in game six. Calgary Flames led three nothing. Um, they gave up a goal just before the end of the first period to make it 3-1, and then they got absolutely destroyed in the rest of the game. They lost that game six, which ended the series and their playoff hopes. They lost that game 7-3, to if I recall correctly. They scored three goals in the first, and then nothing for the rest of the game. So this game reminded me of that team, the team that could not put it together when they needed to, and it's going to be going to be a struggle if they uh if they if they can't put their head in the game then this this series might as well be over already but it's only game 2 i'm trying i'm trying to remain hopeful but i've uh, i'm a jaded flames fan so i'm afraid that uh it's it's a little bit of a struggle to see that with the flashbacks from 2019 and be like Oh yeah, no, this team's fine. Or 2020. It was um, early summer of 2020 where that massive collapse occurred. But it's it's hard to remember that and then look at this team's loss 2 nothing after winning one nothing and say, "Oh yeah, they'll be fine." That <laughs> it's it's just just pretty hard to do. But game 3 that goes tomorrow uh goes uh, thir- <laughs> Saturday night. Good grief! Can't uh, can't get my mind wrapped around this uh, game schedule. But yeah, Saturday night, eight thirty p.m. Central Time in Dallas. So we'll see what the Flames have then. And uh, I would say, with our <laughs> list of three things, I don't know that we have a good. Um, maybe Dylan Dubé and Callie Yarncroke were. They were probably the only players. I would say that the Flames had who were good the entire game. The bad was the rest of them. The bad was just everybody else on that team who played. Aside from Jacob Markstrom was good, stopping 21 of 22. Um, The empty netter obviously doesn't count for him, but honestly, Jacob Markstrom played well. Dylan Dubé and Cali Yarncroke were good, but I I don't think I saw anybody else in that game who actually played well. I mean, Blake Coleman had a couple um, good shifts, but other than that, it really it really wasn't a, a banner, any kind of banner night for the Flames, and we'll have to see what they come back with Saturday. As far as the bad, well, once again, um, just bad decisions. So the... The Joe Pavelski goal resulted from a lack of back check, first of all, from Milan Lucic. So Lucic was supposed to be on the left wing where Hannafin sent the puck. So Hannafin has to come back because he's getting chased down by one of the stars. I believe it was Rope Hintz. Or no, it was John Klingberg. John Klingberg chases Noah Hannafin into the corner. 
Noah Hannafin tries to backhound the puck out of his own zone to just clear the pressure because they'd been under duress for the last minute and a half. And Milan Lucic isn't there. So Jason Robertson is able to pick up the puck quite easily, really. There's nobody there to give him any kind of problem. He sends a puck towards the net, and Joe Pavelski deflects it over Markstrom's shoulder. I, you can't fault Markstrom for that because it's one of those plays that the puck hits his stick, goes up, and directly into the net. There's, there's nothing the goalie can do to stop that. So Milan Lucic has to be better. He has to come back into his own zone instead of being a turnstile out at center ice, and there's, there's no way around that. As far as the three stars, I would say Ottinger first. Joe Pavelski, I would probably put him as a switch between two and three, and then Jacob Markstrom, wherever Pavelski isn't. So the three stars, the same as Sportsnet, really. Um, but once again, just a, a, a rough game for the Flames that they, they really didn't have much energy after the first five minutes. Elias Lindholm had two massive hits in, in the first period, the first five minutes of the first period, I believe, and all of a sudden, after five minutes through the first period, that energy is just gone. So I, I don't know how that happens. I don't know why it happens, but um, something's got to change clearly because if Calgary uh, lets that happen again, this series is probably pretty close to over after Saturday. With that in mind, we'll have another episode of the JPEG podcast. I'm going to try to post it Saturday night because I don't want to have to try to do it Sunday morning, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's it for me. Hope you have a great rest of your day, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Thanks for listening. This has been the JPEG podcast with Jared Thiessen.